Assalamu alaikum, this is Maliha Mahmoud. Welcome to Muslim Health Talk, a place to discuss natural ways of healing and health and wellness and finding that balance that the Prophet wasallam so beautifully um, provided for us. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Allahumma zidni ilman. Oh Allah, please increase us in knowledge. So today is hadith number 10. Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ad-dinu sijnul mu'mini wa jannatul kafiri The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that the world is a prison for a believer and a paradise for the unbeliever. This was narrated by Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu. The world is a prison for the believer because it is compared to the bounties and the rewards that are prepared for him or her in the next world. And it and is a paradise for the unbeliever because in comparison to the chastisement and the punishment that he's awaiting that he will get in the next world. In the same way, a true believer's desire is to leave this world and meet his Lord after what he considers this to be kind of like a prison. Whereas an unbeliever's desire is to live in this world forever because they have built it, built it as if it's their paradise. Fudail ibn Iyad said whoever forgoes the pleasures and the desires of this world is in prison. As for the one who does not abandon them, what type of prison is he in? So the world is a prison for the believer and a paradise for the unbeliever. What should truly matter in your life? Right? You gotta ask yourself that. What what is more important for me? Which categories am I falling in? Am I making dunya a paradise for myself? Am I building and collecting and not enjoying way too much, right? Constantly enjoying and, and um, entertaining myself throughout the day? What am I focusing on, right? I'm not saying that we shouldn't enjoy this world. Of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given it to us as a pleasure as uh, he has given us pleasures in this world and that's wonderful but when we look when we exceed it and we we go into extremes where we're constantly being entertained where we constantly want to just um have fun and enjoyment then we fall into that gray area of what are we doing what about the next world what have we prepared for the next life? What have we done so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can say, you have done well. I will allow you to go to Jannah, right? The thing is that if we were to see the bounties of Jannah and how amazing they are, the most beautiful vacation that you can get here, the most lavish home that you can have in all its... um accessories and servants and everything is nothing nothing compared to what we will be getting in jannah and so knowing this um and working for jannah then a believer makes this world more of a discomfort right 
because they're working hard for the next world, right? They're sacrificing and saying, you know what? I need to do what pleases Allah. I need to do what has been prescribed upon me, what I am obligated to do, my prayers, my zakat, helping other people, um, doing good deeds, learning Quran, learning the deen. And when we preoccupy ourselves with that, we can't necessarily have entertainment all the time. So our dunya becomes a discomfort to a level, right? But if we are loving this world and we are not thinking of the next world and we are not preparing for the next world and we are only focusing to please ourselves and give us comfort in this world and just enjoyment, then we are basically giving the message like we don't care about the next life. This is the only life we worry about. This is the only life we think about. And the sad part is that if we do that, um, like shaitan works on people who are striving to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because he wants them to turn the direction and come the other way. As for the people who are already just forgetting about Allah and, and going um, towards just pleasing themselves all the time, then shaitan looks at them and says, go right ahead. I have no need to do anything for you because you're already going on the wrong path, right? But the sad part is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give each person whatever that we want. So if we desire to struggle and be pleasing to Allah, He will help us in that sense. He, If we want, because He knows what's in our heart, right? We don't even need to say it, but it's wonderful to say it because He wants us to say it. And He wants to be heard and, and wanted and needed and um, so even if he didn't, if, even if we didn't verbally say it in our prayer, he knows what's in our heart. And if we desire to always just enjoy, 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 he will give us that because that is how merciful of a Lord he is. But the sad part is we're actually sabotaging ourselves, right? Because this will be our Jannah. And the next life, la qadrullah, God forbid, will be a very difficult place. And so we have to, I'm not assuming that people are doing that, but if we find ourselves in that situation, we should stop, contemplate, and really think, what am I doing? Right? Who is important that I need to worry about? Um, it's Allah, right? It's Allah. I need to worry about what he wants. Because he's the creator of the world. He, he has the power to everything. He could make things happen. And he continuously has told us in detail what will happen. It's not going to be a surprise. In the Quran, all of this is written down. The Prophet wasallam has told us in his, his hadith many, many times. In his actions, in his words, and his teachings. So we need to clean our, our black heart, right? <clears throat> because the Prophet ﷺ has told us that when a child is born, of course they don't incur any sin, but after they've reached puberty, and if they've done like a sin, there's like a black dot each time a person does a sin. 
right? And so if we've sinned a lot, then if you keep taking a pen and you, and you just make a dot and dot and dot inside of a circular heart, the whole thing will eventually become dot, right? Dark and black. And so we're recommended to clean out our black heart if it's blackened and work on spirituality, right? Connecting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and focusing on increasing our direct ibadah, you know, um, speaking to Allah, reading Quran, making dhikr, remembering Allah no matter where we are, as definitely asking for istighfar, saying astaghfirullah like a hundred times a day, right? There's a, there's a dhikr that I try to do every day because I know that sometimes I'm careless and I forget how many mistakes I've made. So in the morning when I wake up after my Fajr prayer, I will um, read as much Quran as I can, a few ayahs that I read, a few surahs that I really feel are necessary, like Surah Mulk and Yasin, and Surah Kaf, and Surah Waqiyah. And then I will recite three different dhikrs throughout the day. With When I'm in the car, it's very easy, because time passes so fast fast and I could do it on my fingers and so I do a hundred astaghfirullah a hundred la ilaha illallah and a hundred salawat Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad right and if I'm regular and I do it every day it just gives me this peace and it kind of allows me to think like okay what am I going to do how am I going to react and makes me more aware of my actions the Prophet ﷺ came to the masjid once and he saw many different groups. He saw three different groups. There was a group of people making dhikr and remembering all their Lord. There was another group of people reading Quran. And the third group of people were sharing knowledge, teaching one another, you know, Islam and other, definitely Islam, the sacred knowledge. And the Prophet ﷺ decided to choose where to sit. And guess which group he chose to sit with. He chose to sit with the group that was sharing knowledge and learning the deen. Because we are all in need of learning more and understanding and coming closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and doing what pleases him, right? And the Prophet ﷺ said, I have been sent to you as a teacher. On the day of judgment, we will say, why didn't I spend more time with the gathering of deen, with the gathering of people who are learning and teaching one another? Imam Ghazali once said, a man walking in a jungle, he sees a lion who jumps into a well and holds a rope So the man does, man is inside of the well holding a rope, right? And the lion is on the outside. And the lion is hovering over the top of the well. And beneath him, where the man is hanging from the rope in the well, there is a serpent, a snake, a black and white mice, mouse. Two black and white mice, sorry. One black and one white mouse. So two mice are eating on the rope, like they're chewing at it. 
the one, the rope that he's actually hanging off of, the one that he's holding on to. So if he falls, the serpent will eat him. If he gets out of the hole, the lion is waiting for him. And now the mice are making it very difficult for him. Then he sees honeycomb and he puts his finger and he tastes it, the honey, and he forgets about everything. Now Imam Ghazali is trying to teach us a lesson. The so the lion represents death. The serpent represents his grave. The rope represents his life and the days of his life, right? So as long as the mice are chewing, as long as it doesn't break, that's how long he'll be alive. The white mouse represents day. The black mouse represents night. And the honey is the luxury of this dunya. When we are in this dunya, we are so deep into tasting the honey that we forget about why we are here. Are we prepared to meet our Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after we have died? Futhal ibn Ayaz said, whoever forgoes the pleasures and desires of this world is in prison. If we are not abandoning anything for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where are we? So this kind of gives you an idea, right? Imam Ghazali is telling us that um, we're walking into a jungle. We see death is close by and we try to escape it, but we honestly can't, right? Because underneath the serpent is the grave and the rope is not the strongest thing in the world because eventually this life will come to an end no matter how much we may feel as if we will live here forever no matter how much maybe our health maybe our wealth maybe what we have is telling us you know what this will be forever because it won't this is just a stage that we're going through and so we need to remember when we hear the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's, um, what he said, قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, الدُّنْيَا سِجْنُ الْمُؤْمِنِي وَالْجَنَّةُ الْكَافِرِي The world, the world is a prison for the believer and a paradise for the unbeliever. So that is hadith number 10. I hope you guys enjoy and your iftar. And I will speak to you tomorrow. Thank you for joining me, Maliha Mahmoud, on Muslim Health Talk. Please do check us out. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and our website, muslimhealthtalk.com. Assalamu alaikum 